And welcome to Tipperary for another hour on this Wednesday evening. So I see that people are starting to come into the room now. I'm also live on TikTok, but as usual, I won't be able to interact with TikTok and Podbean at the same time. So um, welcome to those on TikTok. But if you want to interact with us during this hour, please do come and join us on Podbean, okay. So it's um the podcast is called Life After Life. It's on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, all of those ones. Okay. Hey Gary, you haven't been on in a while. Too many things happening lately. Well, not to worry. I'm here every Wednesday night, Gary. <laughs> so um it's not as if I have a social life or anything as exciting as that. But I'm sorry to hear that you did miss out on last week's show because I'm still buzzing over it. It was just amazing. Guys, I just can't speak highly enough of Paul Gill. Um, he really is amazing. And those of you who listened in, I hope you got so much information with regards to the subconscious mind, subliminal thinking, and even some insight into what we dream about, which is a huge question that's always asked whenever I'm live on Facebook or anything. Um, I had this dream or whatever's going on. Hey, Keith, thanks for joining in on Podbean. Hey, Rach. You listen back again during the week, Maggie. Yeah, I actually did too. I had it on the other day when I was driving in the car. So it's actually amazing. Um, I love Paul so much. And he did agree afterwards that he would come back on uh, with us again. There's no problem. And for those of you um, who missed, Carrie really enjoyed it as well. If you missed last week, obviously go into my replay list, lifeafterlife.podbean.com and you get all the past shows do try and listen to Paul. It's amazing. Now, I did have him on as a guest when I did a live on Facebook there um, earlier on in the pandemic, maybe around September of 2020. So the video of that is on my YouTube channel. OK, or it's also on my website. If you go on my website, I have a link for free webinars. Now, I don't have any more planned before Christmas, but the replays of all my past webinars are there. So you're welcome to go in and watch those too. And for those of you who are trying to develop their connection with the spirit world, you will get some great information from a couple of the, um, the webinars that I have on there. Okay, so I give some tips about um, connecting and the types of information that you can hope to get from your loved ones in spirit when you are connecting with them okay so um yeah maggie and hopefully they'll help you know um and i will organize maybe some for the new year i don't know when i get time to do any before christmas as i said i'm currently in the middle of writing my book so all my spare time is going to that and i'm finding it much more difficult than i thought that i would so um yeah but look i'm getting there anyway so as the man says i have the page numbers done so i'm halfway there okay um so guys i wanted to leave tonight okay um as you know every now and again i just leave a night where i don't have any guests i don't have any specific topic because i want to leave it open for questions you know because people always have questions and i normally have um 
a notebook hanging around my desk here somewhere. I'll tell you what I have on my desk here at the moment is passports. Uh, I got everyone's passports to be renewed. Not that we're um, able to travel anywhere at the moment, but um, it's always handy to have an Indian passport. So I don't know what I did with my notebook, but I'll find it in a minute. So I do um, tend to write down questions as people ask them and answer them. But I also want to an answer any questions that you have um, on here live. Thank you, Nicole. Will you read the book? I suppose that's a question that I should ask people because, you know, um, you join me here every week. But would anybody read a book really about my story and about my grandmother and my great grandmother who were also um, mediums and psychics and stuff? Is it about my life or just about spirit? So it's, this one is mostly about me, but I will have some um, story. Well, it's about me and spirit, I suppose. It's about my journey and how I connected with spirits when I was growing up and how they helped me and my grandmother and how she connected with spirits and my great grandmother and how she connected with spirits. So it's about the family, really, you know, and how I got into mediumship. And um, thank you, Nicole. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Christina. Um, really appreciate that. So, yeah, so I just kind of, you know, um, I, I find that I'm always answering the same questions, which I don't mind necessarily, but I think, you know, unless you want to hear it, I must sound a, um, excruciatingly boring talking about my family. Um, but, you know, my, um, and I'll tell you one story that you, that you read in the book because it's about my grandmother and she was about 14 when this happened, but she was with her mother and um she was there was a neighbor of theirs who had been unwell okay and um she was going down to visit the neighbor with her mother and when they were going down the road to visit the neighbor she um met the neighbor on the on the road and my great grandmother stopped talking to the neighbor and you know saying to her oh you know um I hope your journey is is okay and everything like that. And my grandmother was looking at her saying, where is she going, you know? And in those days, you'd be too polite to say, why, where is she going? Um, and my grandmother had been aware that this lady had been sick. So my um, great-grandmother then turned to my grandmother and said to her, go home and get me the pot of stew that's on the cooker. So she'd had stew cooking, obviously, for her own family. But she sent, because um, I think the majority of people here are Irish, but if you're not, it's a real thing here in Ireland that if a neighbour uh, loses somebody, if there's a funeral going on or whatever, that um, all the neighbours would get together and they'd, they'd cook and, you know, they'd drop around stews or casseroles or pies or anything at all that they've made you know so that the family don't have to look after themselves in those few days around the funeral and the death and all that kind of stuff so um my grandmother ran back to their cottage she got the the pot of stew and brought it with her and after um the the neighbor left and she said why are we going to the neighbor's house she said she's better she's gone off on her holidays you know and my great-grandmother said she's not gone on her holidays she's dead and when they got to the house, indeed, the woman had died, but they had met her as she was leaving uh, the house on her journey to the afterlife. And she just stopped to say goodbye to my grandmother, uh, my great grandmother, I should say, who had been a very good friend of hers for many, many years. So they just took their pot of stew down to the house so that the family would have something to eat and they wouldn't have to cook um you know that night having lost somebody so um that's just kind of one of the stories that I'll be putting in the book because they're the experiences of my grandmother and it was my grandmother who you know encouraged the reading in me who made me not afraid to talk to spirits and of what I was seeing and I felt 
I felt as I was growing up that it was very normal that everybody would see um, spirit in this way. Um, but it was only after my grandmother died when I was seven years old that I realized that not everybody saw it in that way. And I was actually talking to somebody today, actually one of my students, um, that I'm just finishing up um, a teaching program. I did a mediumship program where I was teaching people how to connect to spirit. And uh, I was talking to one of, of the people um, that did that program with me today. And, um, you know, I was we were talking about it and how I coped as a teenager, because um, although she's an adult and it can happen at any stage in life, guys, you know, she's found that over the last year or so that she's had a lot of spirit around her. And even last night in her bedroom, um, one of the, I don't know, would you call it an ornament or something that she had in her bedroom was being moved around, like scraped along the sideboard in the bedroom, you know, kind of making a noise to wake her up. And she said, you know, why, why would they be doing that? Why would somebody be coming to do that? And I was explaining to her that, you know, I had that all the time as I was, when I was a teenager, Okay, because I think I've said it on here before that um, I lost a loved one and I talk about him a lot because it was a huge, huge loss in my life. He was only 31 when he passed and I was 15, just turned 15 years old. So it, it's a very, I suppose it's it's a very hard time in life to, to deal with the loss. And, um, you know, after that, I, I really didn't want to connect with spirit anymore because I I was angry because I thought, you know, I give so much time and energy to you guys. I feel a bit like an outcast. I think that I'm schizophrenic just because I'm seeing and hearing you guys. And there you can't even help, you know, the people that I love the most. And I, I kind of cut them off for a long, long time and I didn't want to be connecting with them. So my spirit guide used to come into my room at nighttime and pull the duvet off the bed, shake the bed. I had this small single bed. I was the youngest, so I was shoved in the little box room in the house. And I used to have this little single bed and, and he used to lift up the end of the bed and shake it and used to knock the clock off of my bedside locker and all those kinds of things, knocking on the door, like literally knocking on the door. So um, I used to spend a lot of my time sleeping with my mom because, you know, obviously that used to scare me. But and then I didn't connect with them until that story I told you about before where I was in Germany. So and um, I was almost abducted and they saved my life. So I really, um, you know, so all those stories I'm trying to put together and put into a book that people might find interesting because I'm always kind of afraid thinking that, you know, if I'm <laughs> if I'm find it difficult to write it, will people find it difficult to read it? And I think it's just a matter of um, thank you, Diane. I think it's a matter of, um, you know, just I will have somebody, obviously, that helps me to structure it in um, a way. I have an editor that's going to structure it for me, but I just get need to get the story written down first. OK, so um, I have a target in my head of August of next year. So we'll see how it'll either be August or maybe even for Christmas time next year. So somebody asked a question up here that I wanted to see. Christina. Could you see spirits before your granny helped you or did she help you to see them? No, I saw them before she helped me. Okay. And it was my mother asking her mother, who was my granny, as uh, she was saying, you know, Sandy's seen this. She talks about this little boy in her bed and stuff. So um, you may have heard on here before I talked about the woman that used to bring her little boy in and pop him into the bed beside me every night. And she used to sit and watch the two of us sleep all night. So he was my my best friend, my BFF back in the day. And somebody asked me actually recently, I didn't get around to an answering the question. I think it was on, on here or on Facebook. You know, why did my BFF leave after my grandmother died? And it wasn't necessarily that he was 
was attached to my grandmother. It was more me. I changed after my granny died because I started to realize that not everybody saw these things. So I didn't accept them as easily from the age of seven. You know, um, a child just accepts things that are given to them, you know, when they're um, young. But as they grow older and they... Um, as they grow older and they start to realize that not everybody is the same, they want to be the same. They want to fit into the crowd. No, no child wants to be different. So I started to push it away a little bit, but not entirely until I was in my teens. What can you tell us about sleep paralysis? Well, um, what you got? Paul spoke about it briefly last night. Okay, so uh, or not last night. I beg your pardon, Emily. Last week, but sleep paralysis basically is when your body wakes up before your soul has returned. So a lot of us would um, they call it astral travel. Okay, so a lot of us would astral travel when we're asleep. So our soul goes on all these journeys, okay? They don't do it every night, but they do it a lot of nights. And you'll know this. You'll know this because you'll feel absolutely exhausted when you wake up. And generally that feeling, did you ever wake up with that feeling where you um you drop off a cliff and you wake up like all of a sudden, okay? So that's generally because your body has started to come around um, and your soul has to rush back into your body. But there are some times where your body starts to wake up before your soul has returned from its traveling. And that's when you find that you've got sleep paralysis, okay? So you can't physically move your body, but you're kind of aware of your surroundings. But then you need your soul to return to your body in order to connect in, if you like, okay? Maggie's saying she got like that. I didn't want to connect to them when I was a teenager, so bulbs didn't last in my room. My mother had electricians out and all. Yeah, it's the kinetic energy of spirits that affect the electricity. Okay. And generally, now I say generally all the time because there's no hard and fast rules when we're talking about um when we're talking about spirits and spirit connection and stuff. Okay. So um Generally, I find that um, it can be a lot of recently passed people, you know, people that aren't necessarily in spirit that long, ones that haven't learned to um, to control the energy. OK, so I, f I find personally you might find different and everybody has different experiences. Um, you might find that it, it's not that way, but I do find that it's it's because they can't control the energy it affects things like the lights the kettle the television stuff like that okay and i can hear it and i think a lot of people are like this i don't think i'm special but um i can hear things you know when the telly is just on standby and it's not actually switched off or um same with the dvd player or the skybox or anything like that so i can hear things when they're just on standby it's really annoying but then i can hear the energy change when i know there's a spirit around because when the energy affects it okay but it does take a lot of energy to affect the television say if you have the television running okay um it's on and then it's flicking on or off or whatever or the light like maggie says you know uh they were changing the light bulbs and get electricians out and everything so those kind of things um it takes a lot of kinetic energy to physically um control those things and one thing if any of you are readers guys i just can't recommend this book enough it's called um Phone Calls from the Dead, that's what it's called. And it's by a guy called, what's his name? I'm so bad with names. Um, D. Scott Rogo. So for some reason he has an initial first. So it's D. 
Scott, S-C-O-T-T, Rogo, R-O-G-O. Anything you can read by Rogo, guys, is worth reading. Okay, I have many of his books there. Some of them are hard to get because um, I think he died back in the 70s. So a lot of them I would have got maybe some years ago from um, antique bookstores. But you will get a lot of them reprinted now or secondhand on eBay. They can be expensive if you can't um you know find them in an antique bookstore I, I you know some of them are gone really really expensive now because you know um they're very hard to get so rogo was a parapsychologist and he dedicated his life to investigating the spirit world the afterlife all that kind of stuff and um he was actually murdered at the age of 40 years old he came home from work one day and found some guys in his apartment they'd broken into his apartment he lives somewhere in the us i'm not sure where but um some guys had broken into his apartment and they actually stabbed him to death so he died at the tender age of 40 um so any of his books that you can get you know they're they're, they're increasing in value so buy them <laughs> because um a lot of spiritualists look to get his books Okay, um, so there is one called Phone Calls from the Dead, and that is just an amazing book. So I'll give you one of the stories from it. Um, I don't think he'll mind because he's already in the spirit world. But um, I have to say it's not my story. It's um, D. Scott Rogo's story. So one of the people that he interviewed during his research for the book. Okay, so don't forget that um, he was passed long before we had the Internet and mobile phones. Okay, so they only had um wired house phones back in those days so um there was one lady that he interviewed who was widowed at a young age and her husband had been um, a manager in a bank okay which was a very prestigious position back in the day not so much now perhaps but he was a manager in a bank so they had just moved because he was sent to a new branch as a manager and she was at home okay um the housewife if you like and you know getting the new house ready and he was at work and she was waiting for they hadn't had the phone connected they had the phone there but they were waiting for the telephone company to come and connect up the telephone so um she was waiting for her husband to come home and she had the dinner ready and she was doing a bit of ironing while um while she waited for him to come home so then all of a sudden the phone rang and not thinking, you know, the way you'd just be kind of doing things automatically. So she wasn't thinking that she just picked up the phone and it was her husband on the phone. And he told her that he'd been a bit delayed tonight and he might not make it home. But he just rang to tell her how much he loved her and that he was going to miss her. And she was like, you know, kind of, you know, oh, don't be so soppy. You're only working late. You know, you don't need to miss me or whatever. And he said, just remember that I rang to tell you that I am. Um, that I couldn't get home and that I really miss you. And he told her that he loved her and then they hung up the phone. And as soon as the phone hung up, the doorbell went and it was the guy that was supposed to come to, to fit the telephone. Okay, so he, and then it was at that point she remembered, well, our phone is at work and how did he ring me? And not long after that, the police came to her door to tell her that the bank had been robbed and her husband had been shot and killed during the bank robbery. So he was actually passed at the time that he rang her and the book is full of loads of stories like that okay um of people that have um you know had phone calls from their loved ones and even that they maybe didn't know that their loved ones were passed at the time that the phone call came so it was like a goodbye so with their energy they can actually um you know tap in to phone lines and stuff like that so that's a really interesting book guys i can't recommend it enough i'd say i've read that book umpteen times over the years and the other one and i was actually sent a few copies out to my students the other day i actually had one left over 
Um, and I'm showing it on TikTok. I don't know why I picked it up to show it to people on Podbean, but it's called Seven Steps to Eternity, and it's by a guy called Stephen Turoff. Okay, this was the first spiritual book I ever read. This copy that I have in my hand at the moment is actually brand new because um, it's been reprinted and it's available on Amazon now. But the one that I have upstairs is a book back from the 60s or 70s. Okay, it was one of the original ones that I picked up in an antique bookstore in London when I was on holidays over there uh, visiting my aunt when I was a teenager. My mother got it for me. And um, I've read that book so many times over the years. Um, I, I always call it my Bible because it's that book that I kind of go back to when I start to doubt. Because there are times, even now, when sometimes I doubt and I say, God, am I schizophrenic? Is it my imagination? And then I, I get a reading, like I had a reading with somebody this morning whose mum came through to her. And oh my God, you know, just the information that lady brought through and the validations that she gave to her daughter. And even some of the scenes that I was coming out with in the uh, reading, she said, oh my God, that's straight out of my mother's mouth. You know, then you get a reading like that and you think, okay, I am doing something good here. So it's, it's that kind of book that I go back to. So basically, this book is... Um, it's written by a medium called Stephen Turov. Okay, he's actually a psychic surgeon, I believe. And he wrote this book. It's He was contacted by a soldier who was killed in the Battle of the Somme. Okay, so um, he wrote down the story of what happened to this soldier after he was killed in battle. So it's that soldier story. Now, there's a couple of parts in it which is written so that we will understand it. Like there's one part where they're fighting against the evil energy in the world you know and they form um you know they form like an arrowhead to break through the energy so those kind of things are described in a way that we'll understand because i know that there's things in the spirit world that i'll never understand until i go there okay so somebody wants to come in as a speaker i have no problem with that as long as you're not coming on to ridicule anything you're more than welcome to come on live so i think i've skipped over a lot of messages there okay somebody must have done it by accident i think i've skipped over a lot of messages so let me look back um bulbs in your room okay so i did read that one how are you anything for me hey martina we'll do some readings on a few minutes thanks gary i'm sure you have something to tell me how to guide me hey amy what are you looking for guidance with well with the guidance part necessarily that's more psychic okay so i won't be doing psychic readings i i try and keep the um the podcast specifically for mediumship because i do find that a lot of people um, look for psychic readings, which is fine because, you know, you have to take control of your life. But I find the mediumship, not only do I find it a lot easier, okay, I find it so much easier to connect with spirit than, than read psychically. But um, I just find that we have so much more to learn from the spirit world than we have to learn from um, having a psychic reading, okay? Because once you know you can control your life, and that's why I do such in-depth psychic readings, because they're once-in-a-lifetime experiences, twice tops i would say to somebody you know you don't need to have a, a psychic reading every six or 12 months once or twice in a lifetime is loads once you learn how to control your life and and you know once you get the idea that you have the control here well then you don't need somebody to tell you okay then you understand that you control what comes up but what we get to learn from the spirit world is so much more exciting in my opinion so christina is saying she's tried all week to talk to her spirit guide tried every night and nothing so guys i'm just gonna to have to take a drink as well because uh, obviously i do a lot of talking and um can i give the names of the books again give me one second yvonne sorry guys it doesn't make for great listening me drinking but talking um really 
is is drying up my throat this at the moment. So yeah, so the first book was um, Phone Calls from the Dead by D. Scott Rogo. So if you just um, Google Rogo books, you should find a list of his books. So Phone Calls from the Dead, and you might have to get them from eBay, guys, um, and they might be expensive, but you might find uh, on some sites, you might find the PDF that you can download. And um, I'm not going to give out those sites because obviously they're very illegal. And um, the other one is Seven Steps to Eternity by Stephen Turoff. And that's T-U-R-O-F-F. And it's Stephen with a P-H. I know it's backwards, but you might be able to make it out. Stephen Turoff, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-U-R-O-F-F. So when it comes to connecting with your spirit guys, guys, remember that your spirit guides are like teachers in school. Okay, so if you remember being in school, um, it wasn't yesterday now, I will admit for me, but, um, you know, at school, we didn't have personal relationships with our spirit guides. Okay, or with our teachers, I should say, we called them Miss this or Mr. That or Sir or Miss, you know, we didn't call them by their first names. We didn't know anything about their personal lives. They were there to teach us. And it's the same if you think about your spirit guides in a similar fashion. They're not there or here to be your friend, okay? They don't come and have conversations with you. I've never had a conversation with any of my spirit guides, okay, in all my 47 years. Um, and I'm not ashamed of my age, guys, because, you know, there's so many people that don't get to this age, and I, I see it so much recently. Um, but in all those years, I've never had a conversation with any of my spirit guides because they're my teachers. They're not my friends. So when I need them for something, when I need their help connecting, when I need their help when I'm healing somebody, because I do spiritual healing as well, but, you know, obviously not online, just in, in person. So I haven't done it in a quite some time. So, um, you know, I ask for their help and they never, ever, ever let me down. So if there's something you want help with, Christina. So I just so happened to know because Christina was on a few weeks ago and she got a message from her dad. So I happen to know that Christina's dad is in spirit. So if you're looking to connect with your dad, Christina, that's when you'd ask for the intervention of your spirit guides. OK, you'd say, well, you know, I need some kind of a sign from my dad. Can you get him for me? Can you tell him I need him? I mean, he'll know it anyway. But, you know, depending on how long your loved one is in spirit, sometimes they might need that extra help, that extra energy, maybe a spirit guide to open the door for them. OK, because obviously you're not experienced with spirit connection. And, you know, as I say, I'm not really sure how long your dad is in spirit. He might not necessarily be um, experienced in that regard either. OK, so um, that's when your spirit guide can step in and help you or if there's something else that you want help with. And guys, you know, as long as you're given gratitude. OK, and I did this. I did a webinar on Sunday about the law of attraction and the power of positivity and all that. Getting people ready for 2022. OK, and a great show up there. Um, so I had over 100 people actually at the webinar on Sunday. And um, so we talked a lot about this and about how you need to be grateful. OK, you need to give gratitude for things. So, you know, every time you're helped by a spirit guide or an angel, don't forget to say thank you. OK, it's the easiest thing in the world for us to forget to say thank you. But don't forget your manners, because the more grateful you are for what you get from the universe, the more you will get. OK, and trust me. 
Okay. And I'm going to tell you a quick story that a friend of mine tells. She's also a medium. She lives over in the United States. And she told me this story and I was just flabbergasted. But um, after she separated from her husband, there was a time, obviously, when money was very, very tight. And um, he wasn't the kind of ex-husband um, who was very um, generous with his money, shall we say. Okay, So she had to pay her half of everything, even though she had been a stay-at-home mom to raise the, their children. Um, and you know this was all new to her. So um, there was a medical bill for one of the children. And, you know, in, in America, it all works very different. You know, you have to pay your medical bills. And um, so anyway, her half was X amount, okay, of this bill. So I think, you know, it wasn't like massive amounts. It was something like $185, okay, and 50 cents, say, was her half of this bill. And she said that, you know, she was so worried about how she was going to pay this. She still hadn't managed to get a full time job. He moved out and she was taking care of all the bills and all of this. And she had no job, no money. And she was um, at the supermarket or the store, as they would say, in the United States. And she was sitting in the car going through her coupons and wondering how she was going to do a full week shopping and put away some money for the medical bill. And she said um, after about, you know, 20 or 30 minutes sitting in the car figuring out what you could actually afford to buy when she went into the store she put her foot out of the car she was just getting out of the car and she stepped on something so she um moved her foot and looked and there was some money on the ground and um she looked around and there was nobody there so she picked up the money and she got back into her car and she um she looked around and she waited about five minutes to see, did anybody come <laughs> to say to her, that's my money. And then she pulled out of the car park and drove down the road and thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be I'm going to be stopped by the cops now for stealing somebody's money. And uh, she was that paranoid. But when she eventually drove home, she didn't even go into the, into the shop. She drove home and then she counted the money that she'd found and the amount of money that she found, because it was all rolled up in a little ball. It was $185.50 in the middle of it. It was the exact amount that she needed to pay that medical bill for her child. Okay. So it wasn't $10 over. It wasn't $10 short. It wasn't half the amount. It was the exact amount that she needed to pay that bill. Okay. So like, I'm a huge believer guys, that if you believe in the law of attraction and if you build up a relationship with your angels and your spirit guides, I believe so much in this because it's what I've used to build my business. Okay. So I don't spend money on uh, magazine ads. I don't spend money on Facebook ads. At least I try not to. I have done um, in the past for maybe when I was doing live shows, but I try not to because it costs a lot of money and you don't get a lot of return from it. You know, so I, I just always put it out there by word of mouth, ask my spirits, you know, and sometimes like I have bills to pay too. And sometimes a bill will come in, something will go wrong. Like um, even my poor postman, I had to buy a new microwave and a new pressure cooker during the Black Friday sales. So he's been busy at my door this week. But, you know, we all have things that come up, guys. And, you know, I'd have to put out there, okay, well, you know, um, spirit guides, I need to get four readings this week or I need an extra two readings this week or whatever it might be. You know, we've all been there. Um, and without fail, I always get it. 
Okay. So um, I never ask for more than I can cope with though. Okay. So um, things have been really busy in the business and I'll never complain about that. But, you know, we always have, we all get an unexpected bill from time to time. So I do always put it out there. So I can't tell you enough that even though your spirit guides may not just answer you back immediately, you know, they're there for you. Okay. So please, um, you know, keep talking to them, keep every night, say thank you. And if any of you have read the book, The Magic, one of the things that she advises to do in there is to have a gratitude stone. Okay. So sorry, guys, my messenger keeps beeping away. I'll just quit it there. So um, she, she recommends to have, um, uh, what she calls it a gratitude stone. Okay. So I keep one by my bed and every night it's literally just a matter that I hold this stone and I say everything that I'm grateful for in the day. Okay. So for example, you know, like my life isn't terribly exciting, unfortunately. So some days it's really just a matter of being grateful to, to say that, you know, everybody got home safe because my son drives an hour to college, each way to college. So he's on the road every day. My husband's commute is 90 minutes each way, every day. So some days it's just, well, you know, every day I, I'm thankful that they get home safe. But, you know, it's, it's nice to just say that at the end of the day or, you know, be grateful that you did have the money to pay a bill or be grateful that, you know, um, some maybe tests that you had at the doctors turned out OK, you know. Just even be grateful for the little things, because the more gratitude you show, guys, the more you get the spirits and the universe on your side. It's really, really important. So just say thank you every day for the little things. OK, anyway, I'm sorry, Christina, I went off on a bit of a tangent with that one. However, I will say don't necessarily expect to have conversations with your spirit guides. OK, they're there to help and to guide and to teach you. They're not there to be your friend. OK, not in a bad way. Hello, Catherine. Catherine's insisting on a message. Hey, Catherine, bear with us. Um, am I on the right path since mum passed? Okay, my grandma lived with us when I was a kid. She went back and forth to the hospital. And the last time I started crying and I told my mother she wasn't coming back. And indeed, she didn't. She died two days later, the day of my birthday. Oh, Emily, you'll never forget your poor Nan's anniversary. I'm sorry to hear that. But sometimes you just know, don't you? Sometimes you just know that somebody isn't coming back. That makes a lot of sense because I had two recent deaths around my teenage years. Now I take no heed to the lights, etc. I talk out loud now. Absolutely. And as I said on here before, you know, if they're coming to you in the middle of the night, tell them, sit up in your bed, turn on the light and say, when it's dark outside that window, my body needs rest. Because don't forget, when they're in the spirit world, they don't have a physical body. They don't need to eat. They don't need to drink. They don't need rest. Okay. So it doesn't matter to them what time it is. So just remind them that when it's dark outside, that's your rest time. But trust me, if you do say that to them, then you have to give them time the following day. So then you'll have to make space to sit and listen to them the following day. Otherwise, you won't get sleep again. Okay. Martina heard someone calling Mr. But no one was there. I thought I was having a breakdown. I've often, uh, I think she said Mr. But met me. Sorry, Martina. Um, yeah, I've often heard my name being called. It used to happen a lot at work. And it's funny because, you know, um, there was a reason why, obviously, I wanted to leave my last job. But, you know, in the last few months that I was there, I used to hear my name called regularly. And I really believe now that, you know, it was a sign. It was like someone telling me, Sandy, your time here is done. You need to move on and work more with us, you know. Um, and I did take a career break and started working with Spirit and I never looked back. 
Okay. So I always feel when someone's calling your name that they're trying to not necessarily warn you about something. It doesn't mean that something bad is going to happen, but it's like they're trying to draw your attention for whatever reason. Okay. So let's see. Heard someone call me. Okay. Could that be someone in spirit? Well, if there was no one there and someone was calling you, Martina, it has to be someone in spirit for sure. Would they be available on Killy on Kindle? Carrie, I don't know. I don't think Rogo's work is available on Kindle. Um, now I could be wrong on that. You'd have to check. Um, the last time I checked, Tour Offs wasn't. Okay. Um, what did I download onto my Kindle recently? There was a book that I downloaded. It wasn't those two. God, I can't remember. I have so many books lined up to read. Oh, I think it was the, the Napoleon Hill one, Think and Grow Rich. I love that book. I love that book too, because um, it just talks about people's experiences. Now, I don't necessarily think, maybe, I hope, beyond hope that I will be rich in this lifetime at some point. But, um, you know, although the, the book was written for people who are looking to build up fortunes, I actually find the experiences that they talk about in the book very enlightening you know from a spiritual point of view from um, an encouragement point of view you know to stay going that even when you feel like the time to give up has arrived stay going because you're almost there okay and that's why I like that book okay so see sorry I keep seeing that there's more messages below there was a mini series based on that book sounds familiar but could be mixing up with something else which one are you talking about Maggie is it the seven steps to eternity I'm not aware of it, but that doesn't mean that um, there wasn't. So there very well could be. I wasn't aware of it. If you find out that there was, please, I'd love if you'd let me know. Um, phone calls from the dead. The results. Okay, so someone has put it. It's on Amazon. Thank you, Gary. Gary's found it on Amazon.com. Not sure if that link works for Amazon.co.uk for those of us over at this side of the Atlantic. But fingers crossed that it might be. Uh, the one I have, as I say, is an antique version. So it was from the original uh, publication of it. So hopefully um, it looks like it might have been. Um, is that a new copy, Gary? It may have been republished, which would be great. Uh, oh, it's $764. Okay, I guess that's an antique version. Yeah, the prices have gone up. Like when I bought mine um, in an antique bookstore, I think I paid something like six quid for it or something. So, uh, and Maggie's saying she has Seven Steps to Eternity and it's brilliant. It is. Sorry, guys, I'm so thirsty today. And Carrie says he thinks he'd be asking Santa for it. I wouldn't pay $764 for a book. I think that's, you know, that's just pure greed. Uh, what's the name of the first book? The first book, uh, you talk about phone calls from the dead um, by D. Scott Rogo or um, The Seven Steps to Eternity by Stephen Turov. Okay, you'll be able to, li to listen back anyway. Might sound silly, but I keep hearing ringing in my ears. I'm waking up at the same time at night. Could someone be trying to get through to me? So obviously, honestly, I don't know. Okay, Nicole, because I'm not experiencing it myself. So I suppose it depends. Are you hearing ringing in your ears in your sleep, or are your ears literally ringing? Because you know, if your ears are literally ringing, that might actually be a physical thing. But if it's just something that's happening in your sleep you know, then um, it may well be. That would be a question for Paul Gill and not for me, I'm afraid. Okay, so I'm sorry that I can't help you more with that. Uh, Maggie, I think you're right. I don't know what Maggie said. Um, anyway, she's right. Maggie's always right. Any messages for me from a dad, John? Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so guys, for any of you that are on, and I, I, I will start doing some readings because I didn't realize I had talked for so long. I do apologize. But um, I was open to anybody coming on live if they had any questions as well. But for example, this person that wrote here, 
their username is C-S-Y-A-G-R-W-I. I can't connect with that. It gives me nothing to connect with. There's no picture. There's no uh, name. Um, I have to have something that I can connect with. So you need to go in and figure out how to change your username or rejoin with a different username because that doesn't help me at all. Okay, there has to be something that I can uh, tune into. Okay. Um, I would love to hear, okay. Don't worry if this isn't relevant. I can ask another time. Sorry, Lottie, what did you ask? I must have missed a question from you. Where's Lottie's question? Sorry, I'm kind of, there's so many comments here that I may not be, um, I, don't, I don't know what your question was, Lottie. Can you paste it in again? Because I might be missing it. Um, let's see. I don't see a question, Lottie. Sorry, I've just um, screwed, scrolled back up a little bit. So if I am exhausted and unwell, will that block spirits coming through to give a message to me? Absolutely. Because don't underestimate the, the amount of energy that it takes from you when you're connecting with spirit. Like I literally fall into bed exhausted every night. Okay. Um, it does. It does take a lot of energy from you. It takes a lot of energy from the person that you're reading from as well. But um, when I'm unwell, I try not to read and I have had to postpone readings because I, I was unwell a lot there during the past year. Um, and, you know, when you're unwell, you want to take something. Okay. Because when I get um, my ear infections, which I've had a lot, um, you know, I want to take because there's nothing as painful as a toothache or an earache, believe me. Um, so I have to take something otherwise, you know, cause I'm just totally concentrated on the pain and I'm feeling miserable. Um, so yeah, I have to take something. And if I was to try and read someone, you know, that's going to take my attention. My energy is going to be too low to connect in with them, what they're saying. You know, I have tried it because sometimes I've said to people, look, I'm not well. And then they say to me, oh, I was so looking forward to the reading today and blah, blah. And then I'll try and read them. But it generally doesn't work. And I, I'm just saying to them, look, I'm not giving you a reading that I would like to give you because I don't feel so well today. Um, so, you know, you just have to be honest with people. But yes, it's it, it's not going to block spirits. It's not that they're not going to want to come through. It's that you're not going to feel as much from them as you should. OK, um, so say, for example, if I was reading uh, for somebody, say, I, for example, I was reading somebody's mother and she died of lung cancer. OK, but I have a chest infection at the same day. I'm not really going to perceive that that mother's coming through because my mediumship tends to be that I feel somebody how they died. That's just the way I read other mediums read differently. But if I have a chest infection on that day and I'm trying to read, I'm not going to perceive that lady's energy because I'm, you know, she would need to give me some kind of heaviness or tightness in my chest to acknowledge that it was the, the lung, some kind of lung cancer or lung condition that she passed from. But I've already got the infection in my chest. So I'm thinking, well, that's my infection. It's not her. So it can inhibit your perception of the spirit coming through without doubt. OK, unless you're doing physical mediumship, which is like getting them to move stuff or um, automatic writing or all that kind of stuff. So you'd have to resort to physical mediumship in that instance. OK, um, so any more questions before we move on? One of the Christmas stockings right this minute just fell from the mantelpiece. They've been up a week and a half. I wonder if someone with me. Oh, Carrie. <laughs> so let's see. Thank you, Sandy. Another question I was wondering is, can you talk to your spirit guide in your head or do you have to say it aloud? Whichever. Yeah, no, they, they can read your mind too. So you can say it in your mind or you can say it out loud. 
personally i prefer to talk to spirit and spirit guides out loud but um when i'm thinking stuff then that that they're talking about they tend to answer that question anyway so um they can do both so it doesn't matter i heard my name called at graveyard while walking away from dad's grave and did you recognize the voice mary did it sound like your dad's voice because i think you'd know it you know if it was him um i got seven steps on my kindle so somebody was asking if it's available on kindle karen managed to download it on her kindle so it must be available on kindle okay um if i'm exhausted okay that's this question again i just changed my username i was after done my name is shauna oh okay shauna hey um my grandfather passed away last thursday okay kira and you know i don't know i'm going to see if i can connect to anybody now in a second but i will um direct you to my youtube channel as well because i have a video on there explaining why and i'm going to sneeze <coughs> oh bless me sorry about that guys I have a video on my YouTube channel explaining why I ask people to wait at least three months after someone passes before you try and connect with them. So I'd ask you to have a quick look at that as well at some point, um, because, you know, you, we need to allow your granddad time to settle into his new life. We need to allow him time to grieve for, you know, um, the loss of his family, the loss of his life, the loss of his future, all that kind of stuff. OK, so have a quick look at that video. Um, okay, so everyone is just looking <laughs> for readings. Okay, that's okay. I spent a week at my mother at the hospital and I saw and I felt a few things. So what kind of things, Emily? I think everyone's intrigued to know. Is there different times when the spirit is stronger, like around an important date or an anniversary? I would always say no. I think our perception of them is stronger on those dates, like the way I explained Halloween. Okay, so we have this idea that they're going to be around at Christmas you know, because it's a real family time and maybe, you know, maybe your dad loved Christmas. Okay. So you're going to say, okay, well, he's definitely going to be here today because he loved Christmas, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't there, um, you know, on the 9th of September or the 25th of June, you know, it just means that, you know, that your memory of him is Christmas. So there's no reason why he wouldn't be there at Christmas, obviously, but, um, I get what you're saying. So it's our perception, if that makes sense. And they know that too. They know that we're going to be more aware of their energy on those dates too. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. So let's see. Oh, hey, Louise. Now, you know, I know everybody wants a message, but I can't guarantee that I'm going to have a message for everybody or for any particular person. Okay. Your, your spirit guide, how will you know when they answer you? Um, It's about building up a relationship, Gary, and it depends what you ask them ask people for a specific sign okay so if you get some time i would say look at um, a couple of the webinars that i've done so i talked a lot on those webinars about what kind of signs to ask for how to recognize them when they give you so i i can remember that one of the examples that i used was so say for example okay say, say for example if you were looking for a sign either from your spirit guides or from your loved ones right so say if you had a choice, say if you were offered two jobs, right? And one of them was an office job, okay, where you'd be sitting inside drinking your coffee, no matter what the weather outside. And the other one was maybe in construction and you'd be out on site all the time. And you wanted to know which job does your spirit guide or your loved one in spirit think that you should take, okay? So when you ask a question from a spirit, the answer doesn't always come immediately, okay? They kind of work it into the conversation. Even when I'm in a reading, people tend to ask questions, which is why they're here, I'm not complaining. But um, they do tend to ask questions from their loved ones. So I say, put, we'll put the question out there and we'll let them work the answer into the conversation, okay? So it's the same, you know, when you give someone... Um, a question give it out to your spirit guide or your loved one or whatever 
say to them, you know, I need an answer within 24 or 48 hours or something, and then wait and see what happens. So for example, I'm going to use this as an example now. Obviously, this is a very simple example. But say, for example, um, that night you turned on the radio, okay, while you were, I don't know, sorting out your laundry, okay? And the first song that came on was YMCA, okay? Uh, well, then I would say to you, that's your sign to go into construction, okay? But on the other hand, if you turned on the radio and the first song that came on was Dolly Parton's 9 to 5, I'd say, well, there's your sign you know, to uh, take the office job. Okay. So it depends on the question you ask them. So um, they're always going to give you an answer relevant to what you've asked. Okay. Does that make sense? I hope so. My mom left my disabled brother behind. It's not easy. I was in a nursing home. I'm feeling guilty, but in these 24 hour scares, cares since mom passed. Oh, Catherine, I'm so sorry. Um, we were dying don't move back and forth when there was no wind whatsoever so obviously so emily was saying that when she was in um hospital visiting her man before her man passed she saw some signs and she saw a couple of people die and she saw a door moving back and forth when there was no wind whatsoever okay um it just reminds me of another story that i was writing out for my book actually but um yeah there's a lot of signs especially in wards where people um die you know cancer wards and stuff like that you do see a lot going on um there okay so let's see okay mom passed one year tomorrow okay so as i say guys um i can't guarantee and i know everybody's always on here but the only way to guarantee a connection from somebody is oh you're just there with her for surgery that's fair enough um emily sorry about that um we need some sign for readers do the spirit guys actually appear in person or speak in person it's just two songs etc yeah and now look some people will say they talk to their spirit guides all the time i don't okay i only know the name of one of my spirit guides that's francois uh, because he helped me with the healing which i didn't believe that i could do for a long time but actually he does the healing so for me it's always through signs or actions not necessarily someone appearing in front of us okay so i just use the songs as an example there's millions of ways that they can give us signs okay like i spoke to you about my friend who found the money and stuff like that so there's different ways but generally through signs okay um so let's see i do want to get a, a reading or two in here before the show uh finishes okay so let me see who we've got and you know i did want to say this and i want to i want to say this just in case it's somebody that that was coming on here tonight because during a reading earlier today i had this gentleman come in straight away but it wasn't for the person that i was reading for so i kind of held this man's energy but he didn't come through for anybody um, during the day so this is a tall man okay he's about six foot tall and um he came in and he definitely had a lung condition so maybe a lung cancer emphysema copd something like this okay there was a tightness across the back of my lungs so i know it was some kind of deep rooted um condition and he used to hunch over a little bit but that may have been because of the lung condition but i felt like i needed to hunch over and i do want to say that there is i feel like a birthday or an anniversary today okay and he wanted to specifically acknowledge that there's a birthday or an anniversary today okay but this is a man i know mary's telling me that her mom's anniversary is tomorrow this isn't a lady okay it's a man and he came through to me first at 10 o'clock this morning so my feeling was and i know like there's not like thousands and thousands of people listening but um i just wanted to put it out there today is the first of december so today's date will resonate uh with somebody even if you're listening back uh, listening back on replay he's a tall thin man tends to hunch over a little bit uh towards the end of his life 
Um, for some reason, I'm perceiving that he's wearing a green jumper. And the fact that I'm seeing this very um, vividly, it just goes to tell me that um, there's some significance behind this particular green jumper. And it's like an Irish green, you know, that kind of green, like you see the shamrocks and that painted in. Um, and he may even have used a stick towards the very end of his life, despite the fact that he's not particularly elderly. He's only in his mid 60s. OK, so just want to put that out there. I know it's a connection that I made earlier today, but I had meant to say it on my Facebook life, it, Facebook life earlier in case it made sense to somebody. OK, so there you go. That's that one out of the way. So let's see. OK, guys, so give me your names on Podbean. OK, type your names in real quick and we'll see. I'm sorry, I'm drinking. I'm just so dehydrated today. <clears throat> okay. I do want to say that I have a mother energy with me, okay? But I don't feel that this mother is, is particularly old. Okay, I want to say this mother's only maybe around the age of 63. So she's only kind of early to mid 60s. And I feel that although there was illness with her, that it was like, you know, kind of quick at the end. Okay, there was an underlying illness, but I want to say she went downhill extremely quickly at the end. That, you know, it may only have been kind of four or five weeks um, at the end where she was kind of bedridden or, or extremely sick. Um. Now, with this lady as well, I have to say that I do feel a lot of, um, I don't want, want to say pressure necessarily, but discomfort um, down around the pelvic area. So there may have been something to do with the bladder or the bowel, um, you know, something down that area, maybe even kind of, um, you know, the cervix, that kind of area. So I, I feel that there would have been maybe some kind of cancer here um, with this lady. Okay, Nana Shady. I love that name. Nana Sh Oh, Shady. Sorry, I read that wrong. Ah, is that why? Okay, so Rach is saying that her mom was 63. She had cancer but ended up breaking the hips, which is why I'm feeling the discomfort down around that area, bowel over to bladder. Okay, that might make sense, Rach. So let me see. Okay. And Rach, is your mother only gone within the last kind of five to six years? Okay, because I feel like the last five to six years is relevant. Like she wants to acknowledge it uh, for some reason. She's gone 10 years. Okay. So um, I definitely want to talk about some kind of upheaval in your own life within the last five to six years. She's talking about the change for you more than she's talking about the change for her. And I was perceiving that to be maybe because of her passing. Okay. So something about five to six years ago. So we're 2021 now. So five years ago would have been 2017, 2016, 2017. Okay. Um, that there was some kind of turmoil in life. And I don't need to know the details, Rachel, just whether or not that makes sense to you. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I do have a big smile. I know you can't see me, but I do have a big smile pasted across my face because I just feel like I'm being welcomed by her. Okay. As opposed to her welcoming uh, or me welcoming her, I should say. Like she's trying to put me at ease and saying, you know, this is okay. Uh, Rachel, she, Rachel, she's okay now, you know, that everything's okay. So she's a real mother kind of energy. You know, one of these that just looks out for everyone. Okay. Um, I would have loved her. She says, Oh, definitely. Oh, God bless her. Um, now, 
And Rich, there's somebody um, living, okay, obviously there's a lot of you still living, but she's talking about someone that's living who's having some issues or some tests around their heart at the moment. So does it make sense that I feel that there's a family member who maybe have a blood pressure issue or some kind of heart issue? She's talking about some tests or something that's going on at the moment. Some concern mostly that she's talking about her brother. Fair enough. Okay. Um, now, you know, I always say to people that unless she was a doctor or a nurse in life, she hasn't become a doctor or a nurse in the spirit world. Okay. So this is just her showing her concern and letting you know that she's there for this person. Okay. Now she does say, okay, even as I'm talking, she does say that she's not ready to see that big buffoon yet. Okay. Now I know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but, um, at the same time, she does make a little bit of a joke about it. Okay. That she doesn't want to see anything happen to him that he gets to go, um, just yet. Okay. So she does have that sense of humor about her. God bless her. Now, because she's telling me that I need to look after myself too. I know I'm a bit worn out, but I have a morning off tomorrow. So I'm really delighted with that. I'm starting to kind of take Thursday mornings off after the podcast because after the podcast, I tend to spend time on TikTok and it's always very late when I go to bed. But uh, so she's telling me as well that I need to look after myself a bit more because uh, I am, I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm going to lose my voice. Okay, ma'am. So tell us more. <laughs> Okay, uh, Rachel, uh, is it you that has the untidy car? She talks about someone, um, you know, busying themselves trying to catch stuff rolling around in the car while they're trying to drive. So is it yourself that has the, the messy car? Because ma'am is kind of tut, tut, tut here waving her finger. <laughs> she's, she's worried about somebody being distracted. It's your sister or your brother. Okay, they have the messy cars. Um, so ask your sister, because I, I definitely think this is a female. And I feel like somebody, um, you know, when you've got like things around the car and something's falling and you kind of go to catch it and take your mind off the driving. And she's saying, you know, this is going to be somebody's comeuppance. Okay, so ask your sister, was there something like that for her just recently? And your mother says that um, she loves to watch all these little things. She says she has a whole file of things that she, you know, she can give out about now that she's in the spirit world. And she laughs very kind of like, ha, 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 you know, when she says that, like she's, she has one up on people now because she misses nothing. You can hide nothing from her. Okay, she's also, um, this is definitely you, Rachel. You need some vitamin C. Have you had a cold or something recently? She's She was well able to give out. Okay, woman after me on heart too. Um, but I don't know, she tells me, she keeps showing me oranges, like she wants you to eat oranges, okay? So this to me is normally a sign of somebody needing some vitamin C. So you might have found that maybe you're getting colds or you're getting a bit run down recently. She's telling you to store up on the vitamin C, okay? Um. So just before I let her go, I do also want to talk about, I feel like there's a grandson here. Oh, you were very sick two weeks ago. I'm sorry to hear that, Rachel. I hope you're feeling better now. Um, is there a grandson for your mom who would only be maybe about, you know, I was going to say 17, but I think he may have been 17 at the time for a passing. Is there a grandson who would be around the age of 27 now? Does that make sense to you? And somebody I feel who is... Um, and and nothing bad, God, definitely nothing bad. I feel like he's actually very sensitive and someone who's very involved in the family, okay? Does this make sense to you, Rach? Because I feel like the, this grandson is a little bit of a pet to your mom. Does this make sense to you? 
and it might be taking a minute for the messages to come through. Okay. I just want to say that um, I just feel like there's something that he's been holding back on, like that he's very interested. Your nephew is 27. My son is 29. Okay. I really feel like I'm talking about someone who would have been 17 at the time for passing. So it would have to be your nephew who's 27 now. And I feel that while he's normally very open, your mother tells me that he's been holding something back recently okay now that he's always in there helping other people and you know the first if somebody calls for help on something no problem but when it comes to asking for help he's not so um so your youngest brother was 17 when she's passed okay so maybe it's him then um because he would be 27 also wouldn't he um obviously now so he's obviously the same age as um, his nephew god bless him but um so does it make sense? Which one of them does it make more sense for your brother or your nephew? That's always there for everybody in the family. The first round there when someone says they need help with something, your brother. Okay. But I feel like he's holding something back at the moment that, you know, although he's well able to help other people, he tends to hold back a little in what's going on for him. So she's just saying, you know, just lend an ear to him, see if he wants to talk and let him know that you're there for him. Okay. Um, he's just not as open with his own issues as he would be, you know, helping other people. Okay. But definitely um, the apple of her eye. Okay. Sorry. I'm sure you're also the pair of her eye, but your brother is the apple of her eye. But I guess he was probably the baby. God love her. Okay, so um, I know that we've run, we're running out of time, and I didn't get to do too many readings on here tonight. But it's lovely to get the question and uh, questions answered as well. So uh, he's having a hard time at the minute, and he was the apple of her eye. Okay, so he just needs to talk to somebody. That's what I'm getting from her. No problem, Rach. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, you know, I know you've been on here before, so um, it's so lovely that I can bring that message through from your mom yeah it's lovely and you know that's why sometimes I think and then sometimes I'll get such a horrible message from somebody you know on Facebook or an email or something or even a phone message where they'll tell me that I'm talking to demons and I'm a demon myself and all this kind of stuff and then sometimes you're just able to help somebody that little bit and it just makes a huge huge difference hey Jacinta I didn't see you on there welcome so guys um yeah apologies that I didn't get to do more I am going to stay on TikTok for a little while and um, I will obviously be back here on Wednesday of next week. So, guys, if there's anything, any topic that you feel that you want me to talk about or go deeper into in, in the show, um, please do let me know. I'm open to any suggestions or to having anybody on. Go try the, do try the gratitude stone, Christina. I'm telling you, it works so well, okay, because it really will help your um, guardian angels and your spirit guides, you know, to, to kick into gear, if you like, okay, they're never going to be your best friend, but they will listen to you when you're asking for something, you know yourself when you do something for somebody, you don't want them to lay out the red carpet and publish leaflets that they put in everybody's door, you don't want that, but just a little thank you is nice. You know, I was going to say they're only human, but they were human, you know, your spirit guides once. They were people like you and I. So they still like to get that. Thank you. Okay. Folks, thank you so much for listening in. I really do appreciate it. And take care of yourself too, Jacinta. Take care of yourselves, guys. And I will see you back here at same time, same place next week. And um, we'll have another conversation or um, it depends. I'm hoping to have somebody on as a guest at some stage in the next couple of weeks. I just need to get my backside in gear to get it organized. So guys, thank you so much for joining in. See you next week. And I will have the, the recording of this published later on tonight. 
Good night, Christina. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit.